You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 10 of Heart-Centered Service. In this episode, we are talking about content marketing. So this is the third of our four levels um, that we're going over in the Marketing for Freelancers series. So we're almost at the end. We're almost there. Um, Yay! So to, re- <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so to review really quickly, um, you built the foundation of the like metaphorical house or building when you build your website. You build the first floor with social media, and now you're kind of extending the foundation by adding content to your website. So this will set your business up for long-term sustainable growth. Um, Quick note, do not forget to download the guide that we created to go along with this series at heartcenteredservice.co slash marketing or the link in the show notes. And remember, um, this is especially important at this point in the series, you don't need to go through all of this stuff before you start making money as a freelancer. This is really how you set your business up to continue bringing in more clients consistently. So um, I just really want to emphasize, like, you don't need an entire content market strategy in order to like have a client like that that's not how this works <laughs> oh that's so great that you emphasize it because I know a lot of people get hung up on um, having to just having to have this in place because they want a successful freelancing business so yeah um, I love that note um, you don't need this to start making money as a freelancer it's just how um, you're really structuring your business to attract clients um, in the future yeah, it's definitely a long-term strategy. And it really emphasizes like the the main theme that I want people to get out of this episode is that like this should not be like a chore or something that you're doing because you feel like you have to be doing it. Um, this is something that you're doing to like bring value to your potential clients and to um, even like broader than that to like the, the that. audience. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that you're doing just from like a place of heart, <laughs> heart centered place. Um, heart centered yeah. content. <laughs> yeah. Heart centered content. Oh, that should be a thing. <laughs> um, so the first thing you really want to determine is like which medium do you want to use? So like there is, there's a lot of options here. There's for instance, there's blogging, podcasting, or vlogging, like on YouTube or wherever the vlogs happen. Um, content marketing is a time investment and it's an energy investment. So I personally believe you should pick something that you are excited about. So like, how are you excited to be delivering content? Do you love to write? Do you love to just pull out a microphone and just start talking like me? Um, or do you like editing videos? Are you really visual? Pick something that you're drawn to because then you're going to want to do it. Um, and then next, of course, you would start like brainstorming content, which the, it's kind of the same stuff that we talked about in the social media episode, but a little bit like more um, rich. So like what questions are you always getting from prospects or clients? What opinions do like you have about your industry that you could share or tips that you have for people in your industry? What do you wish like you had known when you were just starting out in your business or just starting out with what you do. Um, what do you wish your clients would know before they came to you? Um, so yeah, that's very basic um, foundation of all of this. So what, what's your take on all this, Krista? 
Yeah, so um, I really think that when it comes to um, choosing the medium that, um, that again, like we're talking, we're thinking about user intent. So um, yeah, I think be where um, you want to be and that makes you excited. I think that's really important. Um, and then also uh, think about like, how people are on different mediums, like for different reasons, um, like they're doing different things and interacting with the platforms in different ways. So when people are listening to a podcast, they're doing the dishes, they're in their morning routine, they're on a commute, um, they're traveling, like they're doing something else, but it's like an, int an intimate experience where they're learning from you. Um, for YouTube, they're watching YouTube videos for tutorials or for entertainment. Um, and for blogging, it really depends on how they find you and how they interact with you. But for the most part, with blogging, you're writing for people who are skimming your content. So um, you really have to think about like when you're choosing a medium to focus on, how are people interacting with you and how can you use this interaction um, to your advantage? And so there are definitely different ways to do that. And um, I guess um, in the future, maybe we can like dive into um, <laughs> how to use each medium more specifically as a freelancer. I love it. Yeah, because we've, um, between the two of us, we've done all, we've done podcasts, YouTubing and blogging. So yeah. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Um, and that is such a good point. Like, even if like, so like, if you're a podcaster, for instance, like, maybe like making podcasts where people have to like, be really hands on with the stuff as they're listening, like that might not work, because they're probably like, cooking food or like driving in their car. Um, like maybe that kind of content, if, if you're going to do like, um, tutorials or if you're going to do like, I don't know, meditations came to mind because you can't do a meditation when you're driving a car that's not safe. Um, like maybe like something like a YouTube channel um, would be uh, preferable for something like that. Wow, yeah, that's a really good point. And then also when it comes to content, um, you just reminded me, you can um, use content in multiple ways or like you can use one piece of content for multiple mediums um so for example like we have a podcast but then we also bring our podcast show notes onto the blog um and we've talked about the option of like putting our podcast onto youtube and so there are like different ways to do that so if you do have a podcast on um, meditations um then you can put that podcast on youtube and on anchor or whatever podcast platform and you can see and make that like you can see as the CEO of your freelance business, like which is better and what your potential clients or your audience are resonating more. Oh, that's such a good point, especially if you do something along the line of like vlogging or podcasting, because there's audio involved with both of those. So like feasibly you could, if you have like YouTube videos that like that's appropriate, you could take the audio from your YouTube videos and put it on Anchor. It's so easy to start a podcast on Anchor. Um, or you could be putting your podcasts on YouTube, which yeah, that's something that we've considered doing because it's just as simple as like opening a YouTube channel and like uploading if maybe you record a video while you're podcasting or maybe you just like um, put the audio there in a graphic or something. Um, people do both and they work. So yeah, definitely. And tutorials perform really well on YouTube. So they are like potentially a way to get seen by your clients. Um, but then you also have to think like, okay, well, someone's watching this tutorial. Are they going to 
is this going to lead how is this going to lead to someone who's watching into someone being a um like being a paying client but then so you're just always asking yourself all of these questions um as you're creating the content but uh let's let's step back a little bit um and talk about messaging so i think messaging is really important when you're thinking about the foundation of your content strategy um i actually i think a year ago or maybe a little bit more i just br i brainstormed like the values and themes that i wanted associated with my brand so like uh lifestyle freedom is something that's really important to me um because yeah lifestyle freedom is super important to me and it's really crazy because um i feel like a lot of um asian americans really struggle with this maybe because like we're we're told like to become nurses and doctors and lawyers and like it's kind of steering off of this path is very unusual it's very taboo and like and so lifestyle freedom um and creating a business where i kind of have the freedom to design my days and structure my days the way i want i told you friend i just like picked up um helping my cousin direct a play so like having this like really crazy freedom where i can i can say yes to that is really Really important to me but yeah so I think it's really important to think about like what is important to you and what do you want to be important to your clients um, for us we are really also big on boundaries and it's something that we experiment with a lot and so I, I am experimenting with drawing boundaries for my clients and um, it's it's like a very liberating experience to see like that they them respecting like what I'm asking. And so, um, yeah, like also like really, really getting to know yourself and like what's important for you um, is is a great exercise, but then it's also something that you can incorporate in your messaging. And it might sound scary because you're like letting this personal side of you be shown to everyone, but um, I really think that it's important when you're thinking of a content marketing strategy because then like you're telling your clients what's important to you. And so that is one, it's a way for your clients or potential clients to connect with you and see that you're human. And two, like then they understand what's important for you. So if you say like, okay, I um, am strict on office hours because family time is important for me then your clients are going to be like yeah I, I like her because family is important to her and i respect that and that's just it's really really amazing oh that's so awesome i love how you not only emphasize talking about um your values but then the why behind those values um because we all have values in life but then we have a story behind them like for you you value lifestyle freedom because you come from a culture and a background where that wasn't valued and that was not in alignment with you. So like you made that correction and now it's one of your values. Um, and then the same thing with the client stuff. Um, if people can see your values and then see the why behind the values, like that is such a strong connection point. And it's a way to put yourself out there in a way that like you are going to attract the people who resonate with you so perfectly. And um, people are going to respect you because they know what you value and they know um, the reasoning behind that um, and they can probably relate to that and connect with it. And that's so awesome. 
Yeah, I think the ultimate goal is to bridge that gap between your offline and online presence, like, and really assess what part of you do you want to bring online. Um, and I think you've been doing this really, really beautifully. And I'm so excited to see this grow even more. But you are, um, you're really passionate about astrology. And so it's very amazing to see the way that you're bringing astrology into your Instagram presence and like, really showing people like, hey, this is something I have expertise in or knowledge in, you know, and like, um, this is something that I'm really passionate about. And so um, I think just naturally people who are interested in this or who want to learn more are going to be following along because they are excited to learn more. And um, it's, it's very cool because then like, okay, so someone sees, oh, wow, Fran loves astrology and uh, she's posting about it online and then they'll meet you offline and they won't be surprised that you're passionate about astrology you know or like today on our instagram stories because we do the hashtag work with me wednesdays you're doing our work with we work with me wednesday today and you you posted a story about how you're um reading a book about the civil war and so what when someone meets you offline they know like okay like fran is interested in the civil war she's interested in history and then it's just like um whether they're meeting you offline or they're jumping on a call with you they have this like connection point or they um they can dm you and start like asking you questions and it just like opens the door to this connection which um is really cool uh, as someone who's shy and like, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. Um, <laughs> I professional is like professional work is work. Um, so it's, it's just beautiful to me that we can like, yeah, bring our bring our personalities into our businesses and into our online presence. Yeah, I love it. And um, I like how when I've been like experimenting with all the different ways that I can show up more authentically in my Instagram presence, because um, I feel like when I then get on the phone with clients and when I then like meet people that are associated with my business and stuff, like I don't feel like I have to hide parts of myself. And Krista, you talked about this, this in the social media episode, like you're like, I'm being really authentic about your anxiety on social media has like helped you um, not have to hide things from your clients when you're actually on the phone with them because like they see it on your social media. And um, yeah, with the astrology thing, I'm actually experimenting now with like ways that I can create more in-depth content around like astrology and business and mindset, the other things that I talk about. Um, because that's what's really cool about this content strategy is that like you can take this stuff and go even more in depth with it. Like we, we give you a really good template in the social media episode about how you can um, show up really authentically on social media, be really transparent and vulnerable. Um, and then with this content strategy, you can actually go more in depth into these topics um, in ways that they're in line with like for me, like how maybe planning following the lunar cycle helps me with my business and with my personal development work. Um, and yes. yeah, like you can like connect those different topics that you're interested in into like your central, um, core for, but you really do that through like the freedom that you get from creating long form content, like having a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, that's really true. It, 
this content is like content is like a form of self-expression you know so it's it doesn't have to be all about business um for example i talk a lot about being an asian american on this podcast because it's something that's really important to me um and i'm actually also writing an article uh that'll probably take six months to write but it's about being an asian american in this industry um so it doesn't have to just be like i don't have to just be publishing content about design i can still be bringing parts of me into my content and so you can still be bringing parts of you into your content um and if you're stuck and you're just like oh well i don't have anything interesting that i really want to share then one way that you can start um working on your messaging is ask your friends what they would go to you for ask your friends like what are the quirky things they notice about you or how you help them um, think about like how you bond with others and like what stands out about those bonds um, think about your existing uh, personal relationships um, and yeah use that as content like friend we've practiced this with our friend elizabeth uh, before and um i think we all like we all notice something about the other that like you guys noticed something about me that i didn't like i it never really clicked um and i didn't feel very confident about it and just like knowing like oh wow other people see this in me it helps me um bring a certain aspect of um a certain a different like perspective into my brand messaging because like um this is real this is what my friends my close friends see in me so i can bring this um i can bring this online and it, it really actually helped in my content creation so um in short uh talk to your friends see what they would go to you for and what they say about you yeah, and I love what I love about our friend group is that like we're really um, we're really we take the initiative in sharing that stuff about each other because we're all entrepreneurs. So like we know that like when we say things, we make observations about each other. Like we're actually really helping each other like leverage um, strong like strengths and stuff. Um, but yeah, like use your friends as templates for who you would want your audience to be um, because your friends are like in your life for a reason because like there's some kind of connection. There's like common bonds between you and them, and you want we say this again and again like you want to create a business where um you feel like you can be friends with your clients um friends with your audience so like look at your relationships your interpersonal relationships and use that as a template um when you're crafting your online presence your your social media strategy and your um more in like your long form content strategy um so yeah like uh, all of this um that we've been so, like talking about so far this is like brainstorming stuff like you you probably are listening and you're like oh i could write about this i could write about this um so what you want to do is like when you are um going into creating a content strategy the first thing you want to do is like create a list of topics that you like initially want to uh, be writing about and like you can like i i like to start brain dumps on trello like for this podcast we have a big brain dump section in trello that we just like pop episode ideas into whenever we feel inspired um, and then we come back to them later um, and then like um, yeah get yourself on a project management system like Trello or Asana and then you want to really get organized and systematic in the way that you um, like 
like produce this content. I do a lot of work with my um, business coaching clients around this. Um, I everybody's different in how they craft their week and how they're like productive, but um, I try to like offer a template and then they kind of like. Um, edit it and change it as it works for them. I like to set aside time every week specifically to work on the content. So like when I had my other podcast, which I'm not really producing my other podcast right now, but like Tuesdays were podcast day and I would like sit down, I would edit all of the podcast episodes I'd previously um, recorded and then I would like schedule them out. Wednesdays was writing days. So like I would outline podcast episodes and I would write show notes. Um, so like if you work, if you have a blog, like you can set aside a backend tech day and then you could set aside a um, writing day specifically for like writing stuff. And I also do copywriting work. So like I would do my show note writing on the same days that I did copywriting work for my clients um, because I was in the mindset of writing. Um, yeah. And just make sure you're giving yourself time and space and you're staying organized so that you can keep the cadence of your content. Like you can be producing content consistently, but you're not like rushing. Like you're, you, that you should be like a few weeks ahead. You shouldn't be like, oh, I have to publish a blog post tomorrow. So I have to write it, um, format it and like, <laughs> and edit it and all of the stuff. Like you don't want to do that all the night before you want to be proud of the work that you're doing. So. Ooh, yeah. Don't rush the process, but plan ahead. Um, yeah, I just saw on Instagram, Diana Allen, um, she has a side project where she's like publishing, um, recipes that are under five dollars per day or something like that she uh sorry diana if i quoted this wrong but what stood out to me about her is she has a day where she's just working on content basically so she refuses to do any client work on one day per week and she just works on um her content which is for a side project but it doesn't have to you don't have to be publishing content for a side project you can just set a day where you're not working on any client work you're just preparing content um, or doing research or um, yeah, just doing things that aren't really client work, but like more CEO tasks or content tasks. Um, so that is um, one way to like really make sure that you're getting yourself organized and setting that time every week to work on your content. Yeah. Um, and it can be hard to sort of get into the flow of doing this, um, especially when you're just getting your blog off the ground or like maybe you're in a place in your business where like everything feels kind of scattered and unorganized. Like we've all been there. Like I understand you can set aside one day a week to like invest in the future of your business and the future success of your business. Like you can, you can do that. Um, and if it takes you a while, like if you have to like spend a, a week, like really getting ahead on client work and then like be really intentional about how you organize the next week, like you can, you can do that. Um, and I know like you're, you're, you have a business to run, like this can seem really overwhelming, but, um, if this is something that you're really committed to doing, like creating a content strategy so that you can attract clients like consistently um, and like so eventually like you have people coming to you um, and you don't have to worry about like chasing clients and stuff like this is the investment that you're going to want to make is like setting aside a day every week to, to really put value out there for an audience. 
Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't have to be every week. It can be like once every two weeks. Um, for example, I publish my newsletter like once every two weeks. And um, yeah, so you don't have to put like this huge amount of pressure on yourself if you feel super overwhelmed. Like, yeah, just put aside time. Um, to publish content once every couple of weeks. And if this still sounds stressful, then make use of your notes on your phone and like, yeah, just jot notes down whenever you feel like super inspired. Um, and when I do this, when I'm jotting notes down, I, I, I go back to my messaging list, my list of brand values, my list of like brand messages. And I refer to that um, because then when I refer to that um, and combine, I combine my brand values with the ideas that I have, all of a sudden I feel super inspired. So you just have to like um, have these, yeah, like have these values written out because it's something that's important for you. This is, this is why you're working in the field you're in. This is why you're doing what you're doing. This is why you're um, in the field that you're in or why you're like, yeah, it's your why. <laughs> um, and you are going to be fueled by your why. So like on those days where everything is just going wrong and um, and you just like need some kind of therapeutic thing and you have this idea, but you don't know how to make it relevant into content, you'll look at your why and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, this is this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then, I don't know, inspiration will follow after. And th maybe this isn't for every time, but there are a lot of ways that you can like find, um, find the inspiration or put yourself in a place where you're producing content. Um, so yeah. Yeah. If you have the right why, like it will inspire you. So this is something that like, if you have not thought about this yet, um, if you were like me, cause like when I first started my business, I just like started a career as a social media marketer and I didn't really have any like, um, intentions behind it. So I had to really step back a few months in and be like, okay, what am I doing here? And that's fine. If you, if that, if that's what you did, that's totally fine. It's, it's your journey. And um, accept it. But if you, if you have the, you, you'll know that you have the right why, because it, it should inspire you. It should make content ideas pop up effortlessly. And it should yeah. make for those days that are, you know, we all have hard days, entrepreneur or not, like we all have difficult days. Your why should get you through those days. Yeah. And um, having a, a list, like you're saying, like having a list of just like brain dumped ideas um and just like either writing or hitting record like it doesn't ha you don't have to be recording a podcast like maybe you're recording like an audio note on your on your mobile phone um but yeah just like hitting record or just writing and like getting things out um you can do quality control later um but yeah just just i guess setting that time aside and committing to that time um, will help things flow. Like at the beginning of this episode or at the beginning of today, I didn't have like that much to talk about. I see like an empty bullet point under, <laughs> under here, but sometimes you just have to actually like just commit and go and like do it. And um, yeah, put your, force yourself into that place. 
Yeah, our episodes kind of, especially as we continue to make more and more of these, they kind of take a life of their own as we um, as we just start recording. Like the social media episode was the first one that really like it went a completely different direction than we planned, but it was really cool. Um, and I like I I think that's going to happen more as we continue working with this podcast. Um, and that's a lot of times that's what happens when you create content. Like you start with an idea and you run with it, um, and then it just like kind of forms as it's going, which is great. Um, another really great practice to help you come up with ideas is journaling. I journal a lot for mindset purposes and for personal development purposes. Um, and I used to get so many ideas for my other podcasts just from my journaling sessions. Like I would be journaling about something that I'm, it's happening in my business and I'd be like, oh, I really wanna share about this in my podcast. I actually think I have a couple of podcast episodes where I literally would read a journal entry. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, you can, um, you can also, and also just journaling kind of like helps you like alleviate writer's, writer's block. If you're like regularly journaling, you kind of clear out a lot of the blockages in your head that are like, mindset related or like just because you have a bunch of thoughts in your head um yeah journaling can help you clear that stuff out so that the content ideas can start to flow yeah definitely and I don't journal that often but I've looked back into my journal and I've found content ideas like one year later just like from things that I was just like trying to like figure out what was going on in my life or like, you know, like write those kinds of things down. And one year later, it's like, okay, like I can relate this to my business and my values now and put that into content. So yeah. A lot of times really good content comes from like something that you worked through over like a long-term period. Um, like we had Sheila on the podcast, like she spent, you know, months like working up to a pivot and then working on the pivot and then launching it. Um, and then she wrote this amazing blog post about it. And like, that was yeah. something she like condensed her whole journey into like one blog post. That's really good content stuff. Cause people relate to it. No, definitely. And Sheila's a big journaler as well. If you um, haven't listened to episode eight, go listen to it after this one. It's so good, especially if you're feeling stuck with where to go in your business. It's so helpful. But um, Sheila wrote a book a couple years ago or like a year and a half ago, and she went to her journal for a lot of the lessons and the content. And so, yes, I really really think that um journaling is a good way it's a good way for you to get your thoughts out and then also like it it could be a source of content in the future i had no idea Sheila wrote a book that's really cool i'm not surprised though because <laughs> sheila yeah i'm back in ohio right now and i've gone i've been going through a lot of my old journals because like i dumped them at my parents house because i don't have the heart to throw them away but like yeah I lug them around with me um but yeah it's been it's been cool I think that it's really important to bring you into your content. Like I am such a big, big, big fan of this. And sometimes it's really scary, but as, as someone who consumes Instagram stories every day, I want to learn more about you. I want to know, um, I want to know like how you're spending your time, what you're interested in, what, 
I want to know more than business tips. I want to know more than yeah, just like uh, motivational quotes. I want to know like what makes you, you, and I'm not alone in this. Everyone wants to know that and kind of connect with you in this different way. So um, I think it's really important to practice bringing you into your content. You don't have to be perfect and like expose yourself totally tomorrow but start by um start by just posting an instagram story that's you behind the scenes like not working what do you do when you're not working um and show that to show that to the people in your community yeah people don't want to just follow brands on instagram like if people are following you on instagram it's not because they want to just like know i mean they probably do want to know about your business but they also want to know about you people are nosy they like they want to know what you're doing every day like they want to they want to know who you are people are it's just it's nature. people are nosy and i think it's really sweet so (laughs) (laughs) so no one ever except bread (laughs) that's okay you're just spitting the truth actually I, I think I'm just an extrovert. So I'm like, you want to know my business? Here you go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like I'm like trying to figure out how to bring, well, I really want to start sharing like, okay, I've been, I've been helping my cousin direct a play. And I think that's like, um, it's like this, it's totally unrelated to anything I've ever done. It's unrelated to design. Um, and, but I, I do want to like bring that onto my online presence. So um, you guys, I know whoever's listening, you have something too that you're putting your time in and um, you're thinking like, okay, this isn't related. It doesn't belong in my content strategy. But um, I think that's what m- makes businesses and that's what makes like your content strategy have that additional dimension that a like a business wouldn't have like Fran said like people don't really enjoy following businesses or maybe they do uh yeah maybe they do like it's sometimes it's fun but like people like to follow businesses when the businesses are creative and have this additional dimension like the Burger King and Wendy's like brawl or whatever that's going that goes on on Twitter like one of those fast food chains like has like really um witty tweets and people like that people like the just like the additional dimension it's not just Burger King posting about their latest on their menu they're like adding this like personality to their online presence that makes it really interesting to follow along Oh, I love that. Yeah, because like who would follow Burger King if they were just posting their menu items every day? Like, no, you want some you want some substance to that to that content. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, some general content marketing tips, I guess, is make sure that you're meeting your readers where they're at. By this, I mean, like I'm kind of thinking and I have a background in in sales funnels and email marketing. And like what you want to do is you want to figure out um, what kind of result you bring to your clients and then where are they when they are meeting you and then what are the steps that have to happen in order for them to get to like where they are when they first encounter you to where they are when they have finished working with you or when they're your client um so make sure that your content starts with where they are because like your your social media strategy and also your your podcast or blog or whatever this is going to be pretty early in the process so like what's going through their head right now in this part of the journey 
Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think that's something I learned from you is just about the customer journey. So when I wrote my business plan, I just had it up because I thought it was, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about my brand values and stuff. Yeah, when I was writing my business plan, I also wrote the stages of where my customers would be. So I think that's actually really good practice to um, inspire where you're going with your content strategy. Like, where are they starting? What is the next step? What is the next step? How are you going to take them on this journey um, so that they're ready to hire you? Because not everyone is going to be ready to hire you immediately, right? Like, they're they're gonna want to like test the waters or learn a little bit more about about you or about the the things that you're doing. So, how can you help? hold their hand as um, they make their way through this journey. Yeah. And a lot of them, like you might, uh, you might have, this depends so much on like what you do specifically, but you might actually be marketing to people who are not yet aware that they have a problem. Um, like maybe if you're uh, an example is I follow a Pinterest strategist on Instagram. That's not something I would have ever considered like hiring for still. I'm not really there yet. Cause I don't really, have a reason to use Pinterest at the moment, but like the stuff that she posts on Instagram is actually like helping me realize like, oh, like maybe this is something that you would want to invest in a professional for. Um, so maybe you're in a place where you're actually having to educate your potential clients why they need to hire this stuff out. Um, and it uh, yes. kind of comes to mind in like an instant, it, like for instance, um, if you're like a lawyer or an accountant, like why do people need to hire a lawyer or an accountant? Like sometimes online business owners or business owners actually need that talk. Like why do you? Yeah. Need yeah people don't know what they don't know. So yeah. you have to, you have to educate them. Like, no, you don't know this, but you need it. Um, and I think this is really valuable also for like copywriters or freelance writers because writing is such a hard industry I think for people to get into and people get really frustrated by it at the beginning um, so you have to really work on educating people um, your potential clients like why they why they might need your expertise as a writer because people don't always see the value in content so you really have to show them and hold their hold their hand through it yeah. And you're doing them a favor too, because like your service is valuable. And like a lot of times you need to hire a professional copywriter for a lot of things in order to like, cause copywriters, I am a copywriter and like, we have really specific knowledge on like how to, how to structure messaging and how to pull eyes down a sales page. Whereas like, if you're like launching a really big product or like, if you have something really important that you're trying to sell, you need to hire somebody who has those little nuances that can help you like, convert people otherwise if you like write a regular sales page yourself you might have people dropping off at the beginning and you wouldn't actually know why because you're not a copywriter also you just generally just have fun with this and make sure you set up some kind of system that prevents burnout because this is like I I'm guilty of this too I I dropped off on my podcast mostly because it like there's other reasons for that but like I see people like abandoned blogs and YouTube channels and podcasts all the time. Sometimes there's a reason for that. Sometimes you legitimately do outgrow that method of producing content, but sometimes people just get behind and they burn out and then they don't know how to get back on the horse. And like, so like 
in the way you avoid that, in my experience, has always been through systems, um, because I guess I'm just very type A, um, but I really think it's something that you want to keep, have, keep in mind as you're starting this journey of content producing. Yeah, for example, with our podcast, we're, we ba- bulk, we batch. Batch. Yeah. We batch record <laughs> episodes and we're, we're working towards being like a few weeks ahead. So that's one way to kind of prevent yourself from go- getting overwhelmed is when you are really passionate about something, just do as much as you can, but don't publish all of it. Like <laughs> save some for the future. Or um, Paul Jarvis just, um, he has this weekly newsletter that he um, sends out every Sunday. And so what he just did is, I guess he has scheduled breaks. So he publishes one newsletter every week, but he schedules breaks like maybe twice a year or something like that so that he doesn't have that, um, I guess, you know, like he he is taking a break from producing content so he doesn't get burnt out. And so that's another uh, way to um, avoid burnout while you're um, working on your content strategy. Yeah, with podcasts, you can do seasons. Um, Like I follow a lot of podcasts that like do a season and then they'll take a month off and then they'll do the next season. Um, And the season can be as long as you want. It's like an actual TV show, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's um, really awesome. So there are definitely a lot of ways for you to prevent burnout. But I know since you're multi-passionate, you're going to have to also learn that on your own. But either way, we're rooting for you um, while you're creating this content Um, and incorporating more of yourself into your content because don't be like, don't be producing like dry content. People want to learn about you. And if, if someone stumbles on your YouTube video or your podcast or your blog um, or your email newsletter, um, chances are they are doing it, yes, for your expertise, but also to learn a little bit about you because let's face it, like there's all types of content that are the same <laughs> online. So um, people are going to be tuning in because they resonate with you in some way. So don't be afraid to bridge that gap between your offline self and your online self. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Um, so um, if you're listening and you are like, wow, I really want to do this, but how do I start? Uh, let me just condense it into some action steps for you. So um, choose your medium. So either think about like um, what, like, like think about what the intent is behind each medium. Think about what makes you most excited. Make your decision, either, you know, podcasting, blogging, YouTubing, some other magical thing that we haven't talked about in this episode. Um, then come up with your content ideas. We gave you a bunch of um, brainstorming tools and methods. I won't go through all of them because then I'd have to like reiterate the whole episode. Um, (laughs) And then structure some kind of workflow um, to help you create consistent content without getting burnt out. Ooh, love it. Yes. I think that that's a great recap, Fran, Um, especially ending with avoiding burnout basically and still like being consistent and um, thinking about um, the user intent and the reasons behind uh, why you're producing content and what you want to be known for. I love it. Cool. Um, So thank you for listening to this episode. Um, We remember we go live every Monday in our Facebook community to kind of 
talk a little bit more in depth into each topic after we release the podcast episode. So join us at heartcenteredservice.co slash community in order to get in on that. Um, Don't forget about the um, guide. It's in the show notes or at heartcenteredservice.co slash marketing. And yeah, until then, well, until next week, um, have fun creating some content and we will see you next Monday with the final part of our Marketing for Freelancers series. Ooh, exciting. See you next week. Bye. Aloha.